Welcome to a brand new episode of Reconcinimation. I'm your host, John Diner. I'm David Munchak. I'm Brett Hutchins. And this is the podcast that takes a look back at some of our favorite films from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond. And we're checking out how they hold up today. And uh, we've got a big episode. It's our finale for the calendar year 2023. So this is wrapping it all up. Woo, we made it. 2023. What a year. Here we go. This is a prime prime number year. Let me see. Yeah. Fuck you, 2023. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. That's yeah. what I, no, just I, I'm on board with that. Uh, I'm on board. Just with that. kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, it but, is not a. It's not a prime number. It's uh, divided. By, you can divide it by seven, but two hundred eighty-nine oh. times. So here we go. Well, you didn't know that off the top of your head, David. Should have. It, it felt like I decided d- divided it <laughs> nine thousand. How many times did you say? What's the math on that? Two hundred ninety-nine. Two eighty-nine. All right. Yep. That and I should have right. just, instead of looking it up, I probably should have just quickly like ran through every number I knew, divided it into that. Doesn't matter. Now we <laughs> yeah. know the answer. I'm yep. impressed either way. And that's the end of the show. There we go. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now we are, uh, this is our finale for 2023. We're wrapping everything up, but we're, we're going to be going straight into 24. And we we're not looking at a particular film this week. It's this is a special episode. We're gonna take a look back at the year 2023 and uh, talk about uh, some movies that we the three of us kind of watched for the first time. Whether it's something new, something older, and then some a handful of movies that we're looking forward to seeing for the first time next year in 2024. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to say thank you to you guys. Uh, for having such, uh, we've had a great year on our lineup. We've had a lot of fun with, I mean, Noises Off was a, a big one, shockingly for us, with, with our special <laughs> guest, Joe Zeta. Uh, that was fun. We had, yeah, yeah. In the spring, we we looked back at Evil Dead 2, Heat, Extreme Prejudice. Um, we had a crazy summer lineup where we looked back at Megaforce and... One Crazy Summer and UHF and Dead Heat uh, on top of Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Don't you dare forget that one. <laughs> you know, rolling right into the, the fall and, and Shocktober, we took a look at the next entries of Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and Halloween, as well as The Exorcist and a look back at William Friedkin. And and now we're in the holiday season. We, we've made it through. We took a look back at Trading Places. Places. That's right. And uh, while you were sleeping. And that brings us right uh, up until today. Is that right? Does it now? It How sure about does. that? Wow. Yeah. This, this is okay. <laughs> How you so doing? So here we go. <laughs> Welcome so to t- the end of the year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Woo-hoo. New Year. Yes. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year coming up. Um, I guess, uh, you know, let's talk about some movies that we all took a look back at this year uh, on our own and didn't necessarily cover on the show. Or maybe we did. Um, let's see. So I'll kick it off. Um, the Early on this movie, right before the Oscars, I went back and checked out the original All Quiet on the Western Front, the 1930 film. And I was blown away by it. Directed by Lewis Milestone, it uh, was absolutely incredible. I thought, in a lot of ways, was was superior to the the uh, twenty twenty two film. And it was it blew me away that it was the quality of the camera work, the action. Like it did not feel like a movie from nineteen thirty. It um, it really felt like something from you know somewhere within our present day I, w- I wouldn't say it's necessarily exactly like action is done now but certainly you can see where steven spielberg got some influences from that film in particular so if you haven't checked it out which i imagine a lot of people listening probably haven't go back and look at all, all quiet on the western front 1930. so that's a, that's the first one for me david how about you uh well uh i'm gonna go with uh for me i decided to just pick all my favorite crowd pleasers the for for 2023 anything i've seen for the first time so uh, a lot of them are probably new ish but uh, i wanted to make sure i got one in from our season of recording the show so uh, of that uh, that kind of uh, in that venn diagram uh, uhf that's uh, the comedy silly 
it, it, le- it led to a lot of discussion of Weird Al's career, uh, the weird movie with Daniel Radcliffe. And so uh, having never seen it fully at, all at once, um, it, it was a pleasure to do. And, you know, it's, of, of course, for what it is with the budget, with Weird Al's acting ability, with who's involved, it's a it's not um, a great cinema, but like I just enjoyed it so much and I enjoyed covering it. Um, and as you know, for all so consider all the first time watches for me, which is most of what we do on the show. This is probably my top of our season uh, for for me and uh, only because of all the things that's connected to it um, for, you know, again, comedy, Weird Al, the, the, the career, the decades worth uh, and the talent involved. So uh, UHS, love you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Nice. That's that's great, David. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to be coming back sorta to that one as well. But Brent, what what do you got first up? Uh, I like David. I'm going to go a little. Well, it's not hard to go more contemporary than 1930, <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm going to stick with crowd pleasers from probably within this decade. And so uh, the first one that I have is one that I saw at the theater. Most of these are ones that I saw at the theater. Um and uh knock at the cabin, which was M Knight's latest, yes. which uh Daring, I found M. Knight. Well, yeah, like you him. know, he's he's real hit or miss. And I feel like for a while there he was mostly miss, but I think he's come around a little bit and and more recently uh he's had a couple movies that have been pretty decent again. And I feel like this is one of those that I that I enjoyed, you know, it wasn't too, you know, I think M Knight uh for a long time fell into his own trap of of twistorama and this one was less of that and more just kind of compelling compelling storytelling um and and i thought it was really good i enjoyed it nice. thanks I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that one I, i've been soured on m night for quite some time but that one did look really good it sounded good too uh, everyone i know that saw it really liked it yeah, I and I'll tell you, Dave Batista it was really, really good in it. And yeah. and I mean I like he I find him entertaining. Like I've enjoyed his like comedic stuff and I've seen a little bit more of his dramatic stuff. But in this, like I thought for me, this is maybe the best platform for him to have really shown his his talent. Like this is this was pretty good. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's come a long way, but um, you really should check out uh, Batista versus Triple H from WrestleMania 21. <laughs> that's that's a I'm stellar sure. performance. I might have to put that in my notes here. Can I fire that up on Peacock as of this recording? Or no? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I might, I might have to get in there. Uh, you go to uh, WrestleMania yeah. season 21. That's season, where it is. The season 21, perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I'm with you, Brent. I it was a great part for Batista. Like, yeah. it's the, it's a really well done movie, and that was a great cast. That's a, I like that movie. Yeah, I mean everybody in it was great. He really surprised me, though. Yeah. Um, the uh, circling back to to your pick, David, number two on my list was Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which right. I, I saw for the first. It's a 2021 film, but David, you've been telling me for a while to watch it. I didn't, and then finally, when we decided to do UHF, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to watch it back to back with UHF, and it blew me away. I it was hilarious and genius uh directed by eric appel i think is how you pronounce it but um yeah he uh just did an amazing job and obviously weird al was very deeply he wrote the film was very deeply involved in it and to take the real life story and spin it in such a nonsense direction of just fictionalizing based off of it was it was brilliant you know from Madonna as the evil girlfriend who they they never dated. You know, yeah, that was to, such uh, a fun. That was such a fun play, though. The the bar the barbecue scene then the or the swimming pool scene in the backyard where all the like eighties you know comic actors and you know crazy comedians showed up. It, it was it was really genius. I can't recommend it enough. And Daniel Radcliffe is. I I really hadn't seen anything he'd done besides Harry Potter. And no kidding. Uh, he is incredible, just an amazing actor and did such a great job. And now I, I'm definitely going to watch, you know, Swiss Army Man and and a, a whole bunch of other stuff that he's done. Yeah, dude, I'll write you a list of movies that you should check out that are his. Swiss Army Man's yeah. on there, but The Jungle is one. He's great in that. 
Hmm. Guns Akimbo is really Guns good. Akimbo. Horns oh, yeah. is good. Yeah. Like he's phenomenal, man. Like that guy surprises me every time he he performs. Like he's always yeah. just doing something really great. It's awesome that he's turned his career from such the the blockbuster, you know, world to just doing the movies he wants to do, and he's so good at it. So, well, yeah. and the fact that he was able to, you know, I mean, I, I guess all of them have gotten away from it, but. I think coming out of Harry Potter, the biggest concern, right, is like you're always going to be remembered as Harry Potter. And and I think that happens. But like his performances are so good that you quickly forget it. And like you get completely uh, enveloped by like the performance that he's that he's giving at that at any given time. Yeah. Like when I think of him, when when I say the name Daniel Radcliffe, I actually don't think of Harry Potter anymore. Like the weird, nope. weird Al jumps out at me. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. He's yeah. a, yeah, he's just, he's, he, if, if he, if he lives to be 90 years old, like Harry Potter will be just like the first thing they say, but whatever he's going to do is there's too much. He's going to have too much, you know, like he's just mm-hmm. going to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And he's, he's very charming and just good at kind of everything he decides to do. David, what about you? What's uh, what's number two? Yeah, this isn't, and these aren't really ranked, but so, but the, to to spin around, uh, and I've said this on the show before, and you've heard me say it, uh, but the nice guys uh, with Ryan Gosling and Solid. Russell Crowe, written and directed by Shane Black. Like this is like to me like a Shane Black redemption movie, <laughs> like you know, because I he's too much of a macho fucking weirdo on a lot of his early stuff that it's just kind of distasteful in a lot of ways even though like a lot of the stuff he does is like it's it, like he's talented either way i just don't necessarily care for maybe his point of view but the 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 nice guys is like an incredible like buddy comedy you know set in the 70s that it's and it's the one movie that like no one saw but it's the one movie that's probably most deserving of a sequel um, just because of the chemistry of the cast and I just had such a good time with that and I've been I had been meaning to see it for years and years and finally right I think at the beginning of this year uh, is when I had finally tuned into it and uh, was just so pleased with it and I I felt bad for sleeping on it for so long uh, but you know again another like kind of a, a great just another great comedy like modern comedy that really works and and pretty much at all levels without without a lot of uh, a lot of not, not a lot of criticism for it um that 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 would detract from the enjoyment of the film so the the nice guys was highly recommended uh uh and uh i i recommend it to someone who's like oh i want to watch a comedy i'm like go watch the nice guys go ahead like if you haven't seen it <laughs> and uh, totally agree I, and uh and that's a, a couple people have seen it because i had said like no you need if you just want a comedy like this is it this is the good one. So, yeah, like that one. yeah. yeah. The, I, I I saw that. I think I watched it last year for the second time, and it, it is top three buddy cop movie for me. I mean, the the you yeah. know, everything you said, the chemistry, Gosling and Russell Crowe just balance each other out so great, and it's right in Shane Black's wheelhouse in that you know the crime and and the and it is also kind of set at christmas right there's a little christmas there oh yeah i guess very <laughs> loosely la christmas is not like christmas everywhere else so. yeah. unless it's die hard sorry yeah. just there you go yeah i want to make sure we clarify <laughs> all right brim what about you uh yeah i'm sticking with current stuff i'm also going comedy but I, and and i'm gonna throw this one out there i'm not ashamed of it but i'm gonna say dungeons and dragons and if yes. you guys Yes. Didn't see Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. That shit is hilarious. Uh, and I I was completely surprised by it. I mean, I, I walked in with no expectations, uh, which might be the best way to do it. But I, I have a feeling most of the people that have seen it have all been really, really pleased with it. But I walked out like totally having a great time. Like it was really funny. The cast is really good. Chris Pine is fantastic. Like everybody does a really great job. I think they do. I'm not a, like I never played a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons, but I feel like they did a good job of like incorporating some of the lore, but also like making it totally approachable for people who had no background in it at all. So uh, I think, I think uh, definitely worth checking out. One of my, one of my, uh, 
sneaky favorites for 23 for sure. <laughs> my, but my almost... favorite character was Jonathan. Jonathan? Yeah. Jar, uh, Jar, I think it was Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I've only seen the movie like four times because I love it so much. So, um... And you don't like, you don't have to be a D&D person to totally enjoy no. that movie. Not if you all. are, then you get it a little bit more, but it's, it's great. Yeah, there's not a, it's not like, there's not a lot of conceit and like um, anything to the game, but the things that if you're, a, if you are part of the game, you'll, there's so much to like for it, but separate, just a, just a perfectly well done three act adventure yeah, it really comedy is. with a great charismatic cast. Like I wish more people saw it because they would have anyone who didn't see it. Like if they saw it, they'd probably really like it if they like yeah. sort of any kind of action or any kind of comedy but of course it, you know part of the brand of the name is a stigma in a, in a certain degree uh so right. i can see why audiences sort of avoided it to a certain degree but i don't think anyone who's ever seen it really regrets it you know yeah no, no most of the people that i talk to that when it comes up that everybody's enjoyed it yeah and i mean i i, I agree there's probably a little bit of a, a stigma but i think yeah it's un i i I, I guess I understand, but it's undeserved, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. there's, I think it's like nerd sort of stuff. A, it's nerd stuff. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's, but it's, it's, not. it's, it's so not. good. It's yeah. so good. It's so well done. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, when we look back at the career of William Friedkin, I went back and watched Sorcerer for the first time and oh. I, I blew me away. The um, 1977 film, very much a, a troubled production and, and kind of a disastrous impact on his career. But it's a movie that in today's world, people have come back around and have started appreciating. And, and I guess I'm one of them. And because I always stayed away from it because I always thought it was a horrible movie, which it's absolutely not. Uh, starring Roy Scheider, sort of based on Wages of Fear. Um, it's it's really the intensity and the uh, just the energy from that movie is really nobody makes a film like Friedkin. It just, his films feel so different than other directors and say what you will about, you know, his issues and his behavior, which, which was not great. <laughs> um, and we don't condone that, but this movie was uh, really definitely worth watching and re-examining uh, highly, highly recommend it. And a great Roy Scheider performance. Oh yeah. Well, we cover that on the show, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> we so don't forget to check it. that yep. out. Don't yeah. forget to check, check that it. out. On check the out the Exorcist episode in the archives. Yeah. Reconcinimation.com. Oh, yeah. Um, excellent. Well, uh, moving on to my three of five. Um, uh, I get to experience this with John. Uh, a modern movie that came out this year. Uh, Elizabeth Banks's Cocaine Bear. Uh, oh, what man. a fun time at the movies. It's. I wouldn't exactly... It's almost an ensemble movie, but it's just there's a lot of disparate like storylines happening with crossover, but like a lot of great talent um, and a lot of just fun moments and over the top things. A lot of shocking, like gasping guffaw moments visually um, great, like just the way it's cut, the way it's presented, and it never takes itself so seriously. I just uh, I, I had such a good time with that one. And I'm just glad that that movie exists. It's like, I understand it's taken from, it's loosely, it's, it's, it's stealing from a real life thing that, it's you know, their fiction story. It's fictionalizing a, an event that occurred with a bear snorting cocaine or whatever, uh, or eating cocaine. But uh, what a, just some of the stuff you didn't, you wouldn't even expect. And uh, I'm just so glad to see Elizabeth Banks, like in that, in that realm, because she, to me is always first and foremost a comedic actress and uh to, to have her direct i love seeing that and um it was just a, a really good time for me yeah, yeah that, that, was, was... that was i had so much fun with that i saw it in the theater and my wife and i were just like on the floor <laughs> laughing so like all the way through it and then we watched it together and it was still yeah. great and my my favorite is uh, I'm biased, but the, the Matthew Reese cameo in the beginning. There Absolutely, you go. <laughs> we got yeah. But I mean, yeah. what a cast! Matthew Reese, his wife Carrie yeah. Russell, and and just a a just a, a who's who of 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 people in it. And I just yeah. what a fun time. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Ray Liotta, of course, uh, one of his yeah, one of, Yep, yep. Anyway, all right, Brim. What about you? Number three. Uh, this one I saw more recently. Um. 
as a matter of fact, like just a few nights ago, but uh, it quickly hit one of my favorites of the year, and that is uh, Past Lives, which mm. if you have not heard about it, it's a South Korean movie by a director named Celine Song. And it's about, it's kind of a story about two young kids who have a crush and kind of fall in love, but get separated by a move, but like their story of kind of keeping in touch and how it, that connection never really uh, comes to fruition, but they always have like this love for each other throughout their lives. And it's a really, really um, beautiful story. I mean, it's really, really good. So uh, definitely recommend checking that out, especially if you're, if you've ever been a person who've, who's loved and lost, like this is exactly kind of uh, perfect for that. And that has uh, Greta Lee in it, right? Like she's the that's right. She's she, the lead. She's the lead, and she's fantastic. She's great. great. I love yeah. her on Morning Show. I yep. first got to know her, I think, on Russian Doll. Um, she's a great talent, and so that's cool. I, I didn't even hear that movie. I'm absolutely going to get on board on that. So yeah, it, and it, that, it was that's streaming, right? Uh, I rented it streaming, but it, it's not. I, I have to imagine it's one that will show up. Mm-hmm. Um eventually for free on streamers but it came out earlier this year and i've kind of been anticipating it and i got a little impatient was like man i really have been wanting to watch this so i watched it this last this last week and oh uh, very cool i'm glad i did all right well my next uh my next pick is going back to the 70s 1979 paul schrader written and directed hardcore Ooh. It's a very dark uh, film, very kind of similar in tone to like Rolling Thunder, but it stars George C. Scott. It is uh, who's a man on on the hunt for his daughter who, while on a a Christian religious retreat uh, to Los Angeles, goes goes missing, and he spends years trying to track her down and getting into the the seedy underworld of uh, the adult. <laughs> film industry and adult entertainment industry and it is it's very intense um very dark but if if you like george c scott and if you like paul schrader films like it's a must it's a must see george c scott is incredible and i just realized how much of a forgotten uh how much of a forgotten actor he is he he had such so many amazing roles through the 60s and 70s and into the early 80s that uh, just isn't talked about anymore. And, and this is one, but uh, highly recommend it. It's dark. You got to be ready for it, but it's really, really amazing. Oh, very cool. Um, well, going into my next one, which would probably be no surprise to either one of you um, at all, but a Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Oh, my God. Are we, I still haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm it's available to stream to right now as we, as we record on one of your favorite streamers, um, and uh, just mind just mind blowing, mind mind blowing. I mean, I thought the first one was my, and it was, and it is, and but this takes the first movie to the next level and in, in innovation of 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 design and presentation and the animation is just incredible it's it's no shark tale but it is an incredible <laughs> an incredible film that i just i, I honestly I, I i it's the only, it's one of the few films i saw in the theater this year um and uh i i had a hard time driving home because i couldn't i couldn't really process what i had seen i mean it was just that good and that's just me loving this kind of movie loving these characters um Greta Lee also uh, in that movie um as the voice of Lila uh but uh yeah just I I don't know just boy go go see Spider-Man across it's it's everything if you like animation like and if you like superheroes great like awesome like everything checks it checks a lot of boxes for me and uh and the the care and love and attention to making something that of course is super superheroes, which everyone's tired of. And it's a, of a, a you know, of a 50 year old prop, well, 60 year old Spider-Man's 60 years old this year or 61 years old this year um, as a character, just a, a great time at the movies. And uh, I just recently watched it once it got released on the streamer 
that it's on uh and uh, fell in love all over again so uh get on it <laughs> i i mean i hear those i i saw the the first spider-verse film and i have not seen this one yet but yeah i mean it just sounds like those are kind of blowing away all the other superhero stuff that's out there they're just they're just working on a different level than the current uh you know marvel and dc stuff yeah it's just, Spider-verse I mean, is great for sure you, you like that stuff there uh I I I I love yeah no I think the Spider Verse movies are are fantastic. As a matter of fact, it sort of leads into my my next movie, Ooh. which uh, is also an animated movie uh, based off graphic novels, and it is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, yeah. which which I would say is uh, kind of a kindred spirit to Spider-Verse because it takes kind of the the same aesthetic liberties that Spider-Verse established and kind of creates its own sort of unique animated style and look, which which I found completely captivating and fascinating. But the movie is great. Like yeah. If you have not seen uh, this, I got a chance to go check this out of the theater with my son and we both loved it. The voice acting is top notch. Everybody in it kills it. The cast is huge. And it is, uh, I loved Spider-Verse, but for me, for this year, like I think I think uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is my top spot for animation. Nice. It was just so entertaining the entire way through. The action was great. The, uh, the story makes complete sense. You totally get connected to these characters. Like it's really, really worth checking out. Hard agree. I did. I did. I did watch it. Well, I watched it on streaming uh, recently, and uh, I was an original TMNT fan when I was a kid. That was my car- one of my cartoons as yeah. a, a child in the eighties. I saw the first two movies in the theater, the live action ones. I have yeah. stepped away from that for pretty much the duration, knowing that there was about. 10 iterations since um <laughs> for every generation which generation would be like every three years uh yeah. but there was tons of iterations of ninja turtles but yeah the, i think that style was so compelling just to see in the trailer and it's like the original spider-verse gave them permission to just do what makes sense make and go crazy yeah and- think outside the box when it comes to like just the style and look of 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 the animation and, and the, the aesthetic of the film, you know, which I think is, I mean, just completely visually stunning, like for in, in both cases, like Spider-Verse set the bar super high. And I yeah. think that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was able to get pretty close. I think Spider-Verse probably still ultimately, you know, like is, is the leader in that. I just think as a whole package, like I was really, really uh, surprised and really enjoyed uh, the latest Turtles movie for sure. Yeah, turtles. Turtles fulfills the sort of the the promise that spy, the original Spider Verse gave us. Like you yeah. can do this, and then yeah. here's turtles doing it. And again, I know, and it's a big property and whatever, but it doesn't detract from the excellent story, like script and voice work that accompany an an amazing like visual style. Like just yeah, I'm a big fan of that as well. Right. And in both cases, like the storytellers obviously are very attached to the material, you know, like they, they, they want this to be good. They're not just like going through their paces and it's not like paint by numbers. It's, you know, it's really, you know, like it's handled with care. And, you know, I think um, they, they really are paying attention to the craft and trying to, to make something, you know, more than just you know, uh, a cartoon, right? Like yeah. it's, it's really, really good. Both of them. Yeah. Excellent choice. You guys are, are, are all about the modern movies. I guess I gotta, I gotta yeah. stay present. Yeah, no, you're, we figured <laughs> so, you were going to keep it, you know, seventies <laughs> drug day, we users. Don't, we don't, yeah. we don't get to talk about <laughs> modern movies at all, John, but I'm glad you still living in the seventies, eighties and nineties, buddy. You know, like it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Take the opportunity. I, I gotta, I gotta, come to this uh, decade once in a while but for my fifth pick i am going back to the 70s uh (laughs) 1976 john cassavetti's the killing of a chinese bookie which has been on my list i I think my uncle when i was still in high school like hand wrote a list out of like 20 movies i have to see i haven't seen all of them killing of a chinese bookie was on that list i finally saw it and absolutely loved it. I, I really haven't explored Cassavetes enough. And 
what an incredible director and and a writer as well. Ben Gazzara is just oh. amazing in this film. It's very, very low budget, you know, like all Cassavetti's films, very intimate, character driven. Uh, you know, a lot of it's shot in close up and just really the tone, the energy level is just is amazing. I, I can't recommend that one enough. Uh, check it out whenever you can. Will do. Dang. All right. Yeah, that looks great. This looks fun or not fun, yeah. but you know, it looks like a really good movie. Yeah, it's it certainly like not fun. I wouldn't hang. say it's fun. It's just like a fun time in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see the killing of a Chinese bookie. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, good rack. Okay. I'm on that. Um, I guess it's my turn for my fifth of the what I saw this year. Uh, con- a slightly controversial pick for some people in the room, but I like it because it is a victory lap. Uh, it's a it's a more modern movie. Came out in 2022. Um, you guys have probably you guys definitely both saw it. Um, but I like it because of of what it's trying to. It's it's service the artist in charge. Uh, but uh, 2022's uh, The Fablemans. Uh, Steven Spielberg has had an incredible career, changed cinema forever, put his heart and soul into every character of all of his films, and then decides. I'm going to tell this story, a semi-autobiographical film of his life. It's not him specifically. It's not his parents specifically. But he he does the Spielberg thing every, in every scene, and I think it, it sings. It's, you know, like the opening of Lincoln, I think, is the most laughable opening sequence of any goddamn movie. <laughs> it's It should be it should be made fun of and lambasted. Um, but it's it's better than I could ever pull off. And then the Fablemans just, if he wants to tear at heartstrings, which is the thing he does, that's what the Fablemans does for me. I'm not saying it's perfect, but for me, like it hits, it hit a lot of notes that I've enjoyed so many of his films for him to tell a personal story without using a lot of allegory, you know, the allegory of his sci-fi characters and, and, or big characters or, or, or epic film, epic story and just telling it sort of a, a simple kind of, you know, filmmaker, navel gazing kind of look. Uh, I just thought it was I, I well worth the journey. I think I, I applaud his victory lap. Um, I'm glad it was made. And it was just something I saw right, you know, right as we were preparing for Oscar season um, this year. So, uh, you know, just I'm just glad I saw it. And it was just something that stands out for for something to see in these in these recent times. And that works for me. I'm not sure why it's controversial unless it's because it wasn't made pre 1980 for John, <laughs> but I love the Fablemans. I, as a yeah. child who very much fell in love with movies and the art of making film and things like that, like this, yeah, very autobiographical for, for Spielberg, but I think for any young film lover who hmm. wanted to go out there and, and ha- play with cameras and have an imagination and tell stories, you know, I think that, this this that movie certainly can can you know uh find an audience with that that type of that group right <clears throat> john yeah. i know probably has some other thoughts on certain things i i suppose but but i thought overall yeah i'm with you man fablemans was great i'll just say uh david lynch was fantastic <laughs> okay. okay if that's if that's your takeaway i'll take it <laughs> that's fine with me um very what do you good. got for your last pick? Well, let's see. I couldn't get out of this list without, you know, we're here to celebrate filmmakers. So might as well celebrate some of the filmmakers in this very group. And my fifth pick here is No One Will Save You. Uh, which what? just Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Dude, no lie. That movie is probably one of, I mean, it is definitely one of my favorite for, <laughs> for this year. Uh, the movie's great. Like it's, it's, and you know, it's, some of you are very familiar and within this group what? of mm-hmm. what this movie is about. But for those who have not seen it yet, I, I fully recommend you run and check it out on Hulu. It's an awesome movie. It's a great movie. It's about, it's a very much a home invasion kind of alien twist movie. Very good. Really the thing that sticks out most for me. And the reason that I like it as much as I do is the performance by Caitlin Dever is hmm. next level. I mean, she is so good in this movie and i've been a i've been kind of a peripheral fan of hers for a while mm-hmm. uh she's been in a number of things where she does a great job 
Um, but this is, I mean, just a whole nother level, like above and beyond. And she is just unbelievably good in this. I mean, to be like fully transparent, like this movie has, I think, John, you can correct me on the stats here, but maybe three lines of dialogue. And she yeah. carries the entire thing with her performance alone. And it is, it is really, really compelling. And she's very, very good. Uh, and she's, it is, she's incredible. Yep. Totally. Yeah, agree. And it's, it's absolutely, uh, one of my favorites from the from the year for sure for nice. sure for sure that that is very sweet of you brent well i don't think you had <laughs> shit to do with the jump but no, just, <laughs> just kidding just kidding dude absolutely i love this movie maybe you did a awesome. little maybe i had a hand or two in that one yeah but, you definitely uh, you definitely i'll never did. tell <laughs> you definitely did and i i love it like it's really good you did awesome this is a great movie Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. So I'm just going to throw out a couple just real quick honorable mentions because I had a really hard time coming up with with only five. <laughs> I really spent yeah. a, a fair amount of time this year going through films I hadn't seen before that have been on some lists of mine over the years. And I I also went down this Jeff Bridges exploration <laughs> and I'll throw nice. out two that I absolutely loved. Uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, which is a kind of caper film uh, also really starring Clint Eastwood and it's one of one of Jeff Bridges like really really early films I believe 1972 just oh, 70s. Uh, yeah 70s shocking right <laughs> uh, fantastic movie highly recommend that and also I'm going to jump all the way to 1981 whoa slow down oh slow down uh, another Jeff Bridges film called Cutter's Way and it's a it's directed by Yvonne Passer. It, it's a neo-noir film. Really, really interesting, beautiful film. And John Hurd, who, yes, the the father from Home Alone, who's been in other films like After Hours and probably the greatest performance I've seen him do. Just I've never seen him with the energy level he's got in that movie and such an interesting character. Highly recommend those. But uh yeah, so it, but it's hard, right? It's hard to like narrow it down to just five movies we really uh, like. But we can stay on this podcast for like six more hours and keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not going to go with any honorable mentions, but Brent, what else? What else was like resonating with you? Uh, well, I agree. It was kind of hard, but also like I've, I, I was mostly trying to stick with more recent movies. Obviously, like I, uh, mostly because I feel like, uh, I, I mean. I, I don't think about going back to older movies and watching them as, as, as often as I probably should, unless we're doing them for the podcast. So like most of the stuff that I watch is more contemporary on my own time. Uh, one thing that I did also watch this year, it's not old, but it's 2020, which for me was old enough was Palm Springs, which I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. uh, had seen that, but I, it, it was, it definitely was on my honorable mentions. It's, you know, kind of a, riff on i would say groundhog day sort mm -hmm. of style style movie but i thought it was it was really good as well and i know it got a lot of attention when it first came out and i had always planned on kind of checking it out but it just never really happened and it i didn't see it until about midway through this year uh, finally and i really enjoyed it i thought it was i thought it was a lot of fun solid yeah, really film love palm springs yeah absolutely agreed all right, so now let's uh, switch gears a little bit and let's take a quick look. We're going to go around the around the horn again, uh, looking at five films that we are looking forward to seeing uh, next year in 2024. I'll kick it off. Uh, I've been trying to get more into film noir and catch up on those films. So one of, I'm told, one of the greatest film noir films out there is a film called Raw Deal, and that is not the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. <laughs> it's, oh. Uh, <laughs> the Boo. 1948 Boo. Anthony Mann film, uh, which uh, I've been really excited about, and that's I'm gonna try to bump that up the list and watch it as soon as possible. Oh, wonderful! Nice. Um, well, since we're I I will go out of order. Not that I have an order, but um, to to stay in that noir. But I think I said this maybe on our last uh, <laughs> last version of this episode. Um, uh, I've never seen the Maltese Falcon, and I, you know, you got to, you got to be seeing this. This is, this is the, this is a, you know, 
this is a bedrock of of the of the of noir uh, that I never got around to. So uh, I put I put it I put it at the top of the list or top five of the list of gotta watch. So I can't. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Great choice, and it's definitely up there for a number of reasons beyond noir as well. Just it's a yeah. great, great film. Very nice. I am still going contemporary. I'm looking at movies that are like 2024 theatrical releases. And some of the ones I'm most excited about are Driveway Dolls. That's Ethan Cohen's new movie coming out this next year. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty jazzed to check that one out. Hmm. Who's in that? Is anybody in that? Uh, there are. Not, <laughs> yeah, there's not the pop quiz. You, I just there's I just, a lot of there's they the guy they have a full if it's Ethan cast. Cohen, it's a huge yeah. cast. Like, it I, is, but it's yeah, Ethan but, and not Joel. That's right. Yeah, it's right, it's right. Ethan and not Joel. Uh, but Pedro Pascal is in it. Um, for sure, you know he's one that pops out. Um, Margaret Qualley, uh, Bill Camp, Matt Damon. Um, all right, bunch of different peeps. But yeah, it's it's Ethan Cohen on his own. Uh, well, not on his own, but without his brother, without uh, Joel. But he, yeah, yeah. So he's directing it, and he and Trisha Cook, uh, wrote it. So nice. Uh, looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, guess where I'm going though, guys? Seventies. Okay. No way. <laughs> uh, my next pick is. I think this was also on my last version, David, as well. Uh, Clint Eastwood's High Plains Drifter. It's oh, uh, been on my great. list forever. It's still on my list. I'm going to make seen it that? happen this year. No, you I've seen, seen so one? many of the others, just not that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that one, oh. for whatever reason, when I was a kid, was on one of the channels a lot. And and I would see it, and I would catch it in bits and pieces. And it wasn't until I got a lot older that I saw the whole thing through, but it's a good one. It's very good. Had to be TBS movies for guys who like movies. They were all about clips. (laughs) You want them, we've got them. Movies for guys who like movies. 1005 Eastern tonight, only on the Superstation. So. Most likely. (laughs) Most likely. Uh, Well, it's you guys are influencing, uh, John, you're influencing what I'm saying next uh, because it's, also on my list, things I, I feel like I need to watch. I'm actually going to the 70s, too. I'm actually going Clint Eastwood. Uh, I've never seen any of the Dirty Harry movies, so I got to kick things mm. off with the original Dirty Harry of, of 1971, um, directed by Don Siegel. And I want to check out that whole Dirty Harry. You know, I know it takes it's a what there's five movies over like 20 years yeah. or 15. Yeah, it's like years. it's like 17 years or something. Yeah, it's like 71, I think, to 88. And it's just sort of like because of, and not just because of the iconic uh, lines of of the original, but just like I haven't seen enough Clint Eastwood movies, and I don't know, cops are cop movies are kind of cool uh, to a certain degree, and uh, I want to see, I want to see Dirty Harry do what he's going to do. So I was going to present that later in my list, but uh, you've influenced me to 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 bring that up to to the top. So that's another one, and also may have been on the last time we did this show i don't know. i've only seen the first two i've oh, only okay. seen dirty harry and magnum force which nice. i uh, both very interesting films from today's perspective i bet yeah, yeah. i'm i'm sure i'm gonna have a reaction to these, <laughs> you <laughs> these <will. movies>. yeah. <laughs> what about you brent uh what about me next movie i'm looking forward to is a movie called and there's very little about what this movie is actually about that I can find, but it's uh, it's uh, Bong Joon-ho's next movie called Mickey 17. Uh, Bong Joon-ho is the dude who directed Parasite. Uh, and so I'm very much looking forward to that. It's got like Robert Pattinson. There's, there's a couple uh, pretty well-known actors in there, but, uh, but beyond that, like it's difficult to really know much about it. So even on IMDb, I, I think it says something like plot details are being kept yeah. under wraps. So it's, I'm, uh, it's top secret. Very curious, but I'm also really excited to check that out. Thanks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one as well. His uh, another incredible modern director. Um, okay, this next one for me, I remember being so excited when it when I first saw the trailers for it way back in 1992. It's the all-star cast in the film Sneakers. Never seen oh. Sneakers. 
No kidding. Sneakers. You're gonna love it. Great. You're gonna love sneakers. (laughs) I mean, it's 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 Redford. It's Dan Aykroyd, Ben Kingsley, River Phoenix, Sidney Poitier. Like it's an incredible cast. That's Phil Alden Robinson. Pretty, you know, pretty pretty much still in range of Field of Dreams, and uh, I'm I'm very excited about it. You will never drive on a road without listening to the sound it makes ever again the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, man. I saw that in the theater. John. Oh, yeah. Me too. It was I so saw good. it in the theater. <laughs> Fuck you. Such a good movie. I never you get win. to say that. I David saw a movie wins. in the theater that you didn't. I saw, I saw a Robert Redford movie that in the theater that yeah. you didn't see. You I'm the best. Again. I win the day. I win you the win movie. 2023. I'm the movie fan of the year. <laughs> That's awesome. Movie Great choice. Numero uno. Let us know when you watch it. Maybe we should cover it on the show next year. Yeah, I don't I, know. That's part of why I'm watching it. Okay. Oh, I, we should definitely put it on the list. It's yeah. so good. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Um, so for me, uh, uh, going back to, I was reminded very recently that I wanted to see this and didn't, uh, pop it in and and have just not gotten around to it and it's like you know you get enthusiastic like oh yeah definitely i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna watch that i'm gonna watch that another 70s movie what uh azardos um sean connery yes. <laughs> directed by john borman i have zardoz, I, zardoz excuse me i know I've it's been, a favorite of john's <laughs> i want to see i want to see it i need to understand what's happening so really you, see i feel we, like we I can't don't need to we, see it at all <laughs> We can't talk about Zardoz until you see Zardoz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the Matrix. You don't know until you just have yeah. to experience yeah. it, man. You, don't you know have to experience not only Sean Connery's wardrobe, but the bananas everything that is that <laughs> film. It's John Borman. It's an, it's incredible. Excellent. I'm in excellent choice. And then I'm sure Brent's got a, a classic 1970s movie all lined up. <laughs> no, I'll end with my one 1970s. I think it's 1970s movie, but we're not we're not going to get there yet. I'm still sticking contemporary. Looking forward to the theatrical releases of 2024, uh, and I'm interested in the continued lore of the John Wick universe. And I cannot wait to see Ballerina with Ana de Armas, amongst others. Uh, which is um, coming out shortly, I think, early early 2024. So I'm uh, going to check that out. But it is uh, in the same universe as John Wick. I think Keanu Reeves makes an appearance. Uh, it may be a prequel. It may not. I don't exactly know, but I'm down to check it out. Oh, okay. Excellent. Huh. The John I got to watch the John Wick films. Still, oh, still dude. Gotta... Yeah, you're not, yeah. Miss, you're not missing anything. Oh, uh, let me oh, mute oh. you real quick, Munchak. Let's just <laughs> John Wick movies are a lot of fun. I'm sure they are. I, I'm sure they are. Uh, for my last one, I've got one that is uh, a modern film, also coming out in 2024. Also, a film I may have had some sort of hand in, but it oh, is I bet the... this one's on my list too. Then <laughs> so the next. <laughs> The next film in the Alien franchise, uh, we're calling it Alien Romulus right now, but we'll yeah. not settled on the official title. But uh, coming out <laughs> August 2024 right now, <laughs> written and directed by Fede Alvarez. I can't give away too much, but it uh, was uh, and it's going to really blow people away. I think it's uh, fantastic. <laughs> I it's on my that. list. I mean, it's, I have it. I just crossed it off. It was definitely on my list, but it's I'm not going to be redundant. It's, it's a thousand percent on my uh, runner-ups of the of the 2024. But I'm going to see it either way. So, uh, yeah. in terms of anticipation, but that's like that's only your fourth movie, right? You have one more. Re, 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 no, that's that's. Oh wait, yes, that's. Uh, okay. I do have one more. Sorry, that right. was my fourth, not my my fifth. I got. Uh, but yeah, off. anyway, it's it's. I can't give anything away about the plot, but it's. Um, really gonna i think re-spark uh the all the fans who who love the original films so stay I'm, tuned for that and really looking forward to it david what about you what's what's your fourth well i'm excited for that uh but i'm not that's not on the list only because it's just like it's a, it's almost like a given that i'm gonna see that um the 
last two are going to be contemporary and uh, coming out next, coming out this uh, 2024. And, you know, I'm a franchise lover. So uh, A Quiet Place Day One, the prequel to the Quiet Place movies. Um, I, of, I, of course, love the first one. It's very good. And then the second one takes it to the next level and continues the story so well that I would love to see another story in that universe of aliens invading and humans surviving under very specific circumstances and looks like a great cast. And uh, is Krasinski directing that one? Let me double check, but I think Krasinski, he he definitely wrote it. Right. Um, But uh, let me double check. Sorry, y'all. Michael Sarnowski directed uh and there's multiple writers with krasinski scott beck and jeff nichols um but you got lupita and you've got alex wolf and john hanzu you got you know so it's going to be an interesting cast and it's it's a whole new take on what on this the situation of that movie and the fact that like i don't know the fact that the sequel works so well even though we we got the first one and it had that conceit it a sequel picks up exactly like immediately and can manage yeah. to tell a compelling story in a different way. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they do with the next one. And um, I just, I'm just a big fan of that. Just, you know, sci-fi stuff is, is awesome and aliens are cool. So. I'm, yeah. I'm looking, sorry. I'm looking forward to that one as well. I think that Krasinski did a great job getting that franchise where it is. And he leads into my next movie. Uh, cause he's doing, he's right. He's written and is directing another movie in 2024 called if or imaginary friends, uh, is what oh. it's, is, is what if is short for. Uh, but it's about a girl who goes through like some kind of difficult experience and starts seeing everybody's imaginary friends from when they were kids. It's kind of a com- comedy drama, but it's got everybody in it. So obviously his oh. wife, Emily Blunt is in it, but Ryan Reynolds is in it. Aquafina, Matt Damon, Steve, uh, Carell. John Krasinski himself is in it, but even like Louis Gossett Jr. is in this movie. Like, Ooh, I'm there. I'm in. Yeah, R- dude. Richard, Richard Jenkins, Jenkins, Vince Vaughn, Sam Rockwell, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Like, I mean, it is a stacked cast. John Lu- Stewart. So Louis Gossett Jr. Louis, yeah, oh yeah, I said that. Louis Gossett. Oh, you Jr. did say for it. Sure. Yeah. Holy so, cow! I'm excited about this one. You know, like I don't know that there's a whole lot out there on it yet, but. I do like Krasinski. I think he does good work. Um, I, I like Emily Blunt a lot. I think this cast is really, really stacked. Uh, so I'm excited to see uh, what this is all about. Oh, wow. I'm gonna, I am I can't wait. I never even heard of this. This is going to be fantastic. David's literally writing it down. He's writing Write the word. Write it down. I-F-F. <laughs> short for imaginary friends. All right. So for my real last pick, for real this time, not not kidding. Going back to 1989. Now, this is a film that I I did technically see this, but I do not remember it at all. And I'm kind of ashamed. And it's one I probably should have watched again in film school, but didn't. Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. I know I saw it. I think I watched it. It's technically in my grandma collection, but I really don't remember <laughs> it that well at all. So You got to watch that, then Crooklyn, then, I mean, yeah, you got to get yeah. on it, man. I got to go through the, you know, all the early Spike Lee films again, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's I think a very important film, uh, especially today. So I'm looking forward to that. Huh? Sweet. That's Uh, a good one. Well, for my last movie, speaking of important films, um, something I've been just dying to see and I I just can't wait for it. Uh, will be Deadpool three with Ryan Reynolds. I, Cannot wait for the third installment with Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine after he was like, I am saying goodbye to I'm Wolverine with Logan. Never going to do it. And Logan is, I don't know why people think Logan isn't a good movie, but it is a Dude, perfect ending for that character. Good movie? I know people who are, are very smart and intelligent and absolutely think it's the conceit of the movie is poor and it is not worthy of any kind of further classification. Oh, and wow. You know, like what you like, guys. But Logan's a great movie. There's no really denying it. And uh, I can't wait to see Logan back in some iteration with my favorite, one of my favorite actors of all time, Ryan Reynolds. And uh, (laughs) with one of my favorite characters, I was 
Deadpool got his own comic series when I was 16, written by Joe Kelly. And those first 34 issues are some of the funniest comics I've ever read with superheroes. And Same. Uh, totally agree. Uh, just the best, the best time I could have. I rem- I've been in tears. And I mean, Deadpool was around way before that comic series, but um, created by Rob Liefeld. And uh, a big fan of that. Big fan of that. And if, if if this is the third and final Deadpool with Ryan and bringing in Wolverine, and I'm sure we're going to get crazy cameos that no no mm-hmm. one's going to anticipate. Um, if if Deadpool two is any indication, uh, I'm just waiting for that series to just. Uh, I'm very excited to see that series close out. So if if it does indeed come out in 2024, uh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Well, I guess I'm it, right? This is my fifth pick. All right. Yeah, I'm bring it home. 1979, folks. Oh. Yep, I'm taking it back. I promised. I made promises. So I'm going to deliver. I'm looking forward to seeing, and I know I'm going to be watching it because there's a future month in which we're going to be focusing on the very talented Sally Field. And I cannot wait to look and watch Norma Ray, which I have not seen oh. And I'm excited to uh, check that out because uh, I'm a fan of, of Sally Field. I think she's fantastic. She's uh, been crushing it for a very long time. I remember watching Gidget as a kid, you know, and and so I know that this is one of the films that really, really kind of cemented her as kind of a, a household name and an actress, yeah. even though she'd been doing it for years at by this time. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, really looking forward to checking this one out and, and uh, just seeing her do her thing. Yeah. And it was a, uh, I, I actually saw it for the first time this year as well. And it was, it blew me away and it's a very fitting year for a, a movie about unionization and oh, all yeah, of that, for sure. you know, yeah. for what's gone on in the entertainment industry this year. But uh, yeah, great choice. And we've got, we've got more coming next year where uh, Sally Field is concerned. So absolutely. Going to be well, exciting. That's, that's, that's great guys. Those are great lists. And, um, I'm just, you know, I'm just thankful that I get to hang out here with you guys and, you know, however many times a month we, we do it. It's, uh, it's always just a pleasure to just talk about old movies. And then on the side, we talk about not on the air, we talk about modern stuff too, but Oh, sure. Yeah. Mostly <laughs> David and I, John just only talks about movies from the seventies, eighties and nineties. I listen, I listen. <laughs> He's like, I should see that one day in 30 years. I'll go check that out. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, no, that's funny. Yeah. This is great, man. I, you know, this podcast is really for me, uh, a huge, um, passion, you know, like I really enjoy getting together with you guys, talking movies. Um, you know, this year has not been the easiest year, uh, in a lot of ways, but like knowing that we have this to kind of turn to and, and get together and talk through, you know, this kind of stuff just really has been a huge, huge help. So appreciate you guys. Definitely uh, glad we're doing this. Glad we're going to continue doing it. Hope the listeners continue to enjoy it. But uh, even if it was just the three of us recording for ourselves, I'd be down. <laughs> so, yeah. so let's, let's keep on keeping on. Yeah. Happy new year guys. Uh, just, I'm glad to be doing this for another year with y'all. And, uh, we, we all have our tastes and we love those crossover moments where we can just celebrate the things that we love and, and then the other things to, uh, encourage and say, Hey, listen, I think you'd like that and all of that. And it's just fun doing this show and exploring. And for me, it's definitely an exploration, in a different way than it is maybe for you. I feel like sometimes for both of you. Um, but so I'm glad to be along with the ride and, and enjoy, um, enjoy what we do. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and, um, just happy to be here. There really is nothing quite like talking about Megaforce for two and a half hours, (laughs) man. (laughs) It gets me going every day. (laughs) Like where's my mega Megaforce block. Ace Hunter, he always, he's, he's the man. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just, uh, and, and, and want to say a quick thank you to our, some of our friends who joined us this year. We, we always try to bring on some good, interesting, funny uh, guest co-hosts. And uh, thank you to those guys, uh, Joe Setta, E.K. Wimmer, Blake Fischera, 
Michael Lander and Jared Burt, who all hopped on the podcast with us this year. Yeah, always yeah. great to have. They were great. Have those guys great. on. Yeah. And they'll all be back. So stay tuned. We've got them kidnapped. They're locked in the basement. They can't go anywhere. We just pull them out. Yeah. When we... They're in they're in the basement of the studio. We we throw some food down there once in a while. Once in a while. Oh, very seldom. <laughs> seldom. They fight. They fight for the food. Yeah. But uh, all right, guys. Well, it's been a great 2023. Check out our lineup. Go back at www.reconsinimation.com. Check out One False Move. Check out Alligator, Starman, uh, Broadcast News. They're all there. Chaplin. Come on. Check them all yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fun this year. And we've got a lot for to look forward to next year. And uh, I can't wait to do it. So stay tuned. We'll be back in uh, faster than you know it with our next uh, new episode of Reconcinimation. And Happy New Year. Have a great uh, rest of your 2023. We'll see you in 2024. Happy New Year. Take care. Be cool, daddy-o. <laughs> <laughs>